This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 60 degrees at 604. Not much of a breeze, just a little northeast wind at 5 miles per hour. Dew point still in the comfortable range at 55. A bit of a surprise due to the on and off showers that we had hitting pretty hard about three or four times during the afternoon yesterday. There's no mention of fog in the forecast. The WMBF Twin Tiers forecast is calling still today for mostly cloudy skies, maybe a few peaks of sunshine, a slight chance of showers, then a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon, and a high today into the mid-70s. A bit of a warm-up as we progress a little bit later on through the end of the week. WMBF First News Time, 6.05. Three Binghamton men are facing charges in connection with the shooting of a man in a town of Union neighborhood. According to New York State Police, each man is charged with felony attempted murder in the shooting of a 40-year-old man on Carl Street in West Corners around 7.40 p.m. on July 25th. Investigators say 40-year-old Keith Harris was arrested on July 27th. 38-year-old Alex Shoga was arrested July 29th and 31-year-old Taven Wilson was arrested August 11th. The state police say the three are suspects in the incident in which a man was shot in the chest. Investigators would not release the name of the victim but said the man's injuries were non-life-threatening and there was no danger to the public. WMBF First News Time 606. U.S. Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Charles Schumer are announcing that some southern tier and central New York airports, including the Greater Binghamton Airport, will be getting $5 million in federal funding to share for improvements. According to an announcement from Senator Gillibrand's office, the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive over $2.2 million to reconstruct airfield guidance signs and reconstruct or replace the airport lighting vault. Also in the southern tier, the Elmira Corning Regional Airport will receive $2.4 million for taxiway and building improvements, while the remainder of the $5 million will go to Syracuse's Hancock International Airport. The press release did not indicate when those planned improvements at those airports in the region would begin or when they would be completed. WMBF First News Time 607. A long-planned one-stop Veterans Services Center is now expected to be located at the site of a once-popular Broome County bowling alley. County Executive Jason Gardner says the facility is to be developed on Binghamton's north side on property that had been owned by the Salvation Army most recently. The one-and-a-half-acre former State Bowling Center site on State Street was intended to serve as a new location for the Salvation Army's operations, now based on Washington Street. The organization ultimately decided that project was too costly. The county legislature has approved acquiring the property for $180,000 for the proposed Veterans Center. In 2019, County Executive Gardner had announced plans to establish the Veterans Facility at the old Vestal Hills Country Club in the town of Binghamton. That location eventually was deemed too expensive as cost estimates continue to go up. Garner says he expects the county will seek bids for the project at the new site this winter and anticipates construction will happen in the early part of next year. WMBF First News Time 80608. 
A judge is siding with former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo in his dispute with a now defunct state ethics commission that ordered him to pay back $5 million that he was paid to write a book about his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Joint Commission on Public Ethics, or JCOPE, had at first approved Cuomo's request to write the book titled American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic in 2020. But the panel withdrew its approval the following year after alleging Cuomo had not kept his promise that he was not going to use any state resources to pen his book. Cuomo admitted that state employees helped with some of the work on the book, including editing the manuscript. But he said those employees did the work voluntarily during their personal time. Last year, Jacob gave Cuomo 30 days to give back the $5.1 million he was paid by the publisher. The Democrats sued, claiming the commission's members were biased against him and violated his due process rights. In Tuesday's ruling, State Judge Denise Hartman declined the commission's request that she enforce its order for Cuomo to turn over the money. Hartman characterized it as an attempt to sidestep administrative procedures since the penalty was imposed without a required administrative hearing. Fellow Democrat, current Governor Kathy Hochul disbanded Jacob this year. It's not clear whether the new commission will continue to try to get back Cuomo's book money. WMBF News Time 609. A local police department is marking the passing of its first canine officer after what would have been 98 years of service in dog years. Recently, the Endicott Police Department posted a tribute on its Facebook page to K-9 Tara. She was the first police dog for the department and passed away on August 15th after serving in law enforcement for 14 human years. Tara was with the Endicott Police Department from 2008 to 2020, then worked in the Owego Police Department for the past two years. Tara was involved in tracking violent suspects, narcotics detections, locating missing persons, and being an ambassador for the police departments she served. According to the Endicott Police, Tara was responsible for close to 900 arrests during her time in Endicott and Owego. She was involved in assisting police matters outside of Endicott and Owego as well. Some of the things Tara was a part of included locating a person with dementia outside in minus two degree weather with wind chill, finding a person wanted in connection with a homicide, and the New York State Police Community Narcotics Enforcement Unit for a narcotics scan. You can read more about Tara and her many accomplishments at the Endicott Police Department's Facebook posting, and we do have a link to that on our website. WMBF First News Time 611. Locals can affect, expect the annual increase in traffic on the Vestal Parkway around restaurants and shopping hotspots starting tomorrow as students return to Binghamton University. Authorities have reported for the past couple weeks that some Binghamton University students have found their way back to Broome County, but the official move-in day starts tomorrow morning. Thousands of students will start to make themselves at home at the Vestal Campus and in off-campus housing, officially starting tomorrow morning. Thursday through Saturday, new first-year and transfer students are scheduled to move in, while returning students are slated to move in in the afternoons of Friday, the 19th through Saturday, August 20th, and all day on Sunday the 21st. 
Binghamton University has announced over 3,000 first-year students, 900 transfer students, and 1,500 new graduate students are expected to join the Binghamton University campus community this year. Classes for about 18,600 students will begin on August 23rd. Motorists for the next several weeks should be aware there will be an increase in traffic and a lot of people who are unfamiliar with the area around the Vestal campus. Adding to that, the construction of the Greenway Shared Pedestrian Bicycle Path Project along the Vestal Parkway going eastbound from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road near the University Plaza that has closed a lane. Even returning students could be confused by the new traffic patterns. That area was the site of a deadly head-on wrong-way crash less than two weeks ago that left a Johnson City couple dead. It's not known if the changes in traffic pattern contributed at all to that fatal crash. It's 612 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. Don't miss. Starts recording. Don't miss the colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps, or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. Come on, punk. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message. Or walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave him alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Rooms open for those who put the event together to all the volunteer organizations involved. Good luck to everyone and enjoy Dick's Open, sponsored by Warner's Gas Service. Good morning, it's 6.16 on this Wednesday, August 17th. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road and Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. 
Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting this past Monday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, so this coming Monday should be done there, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen on Monday at about 7 a.m., but it's still closed. Doesn't look like it's going to be open today or even tomorrow, even. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 84% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms afternoon. Patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 75. Chance of rain 30%. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., then a slight chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 78 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low around 57 degrees. Friday, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 86 and Friday night, partly cloudy, a low near 61 degrees. It's 619, you're listening to WMBF. And that's like 623 on WMBF. Time for a quick check on sports. Randy Rosarena hit a three-run homer off Nestor Cortez Jr. in the first inning, and the Tampa Bay staff made it stand up, leading the Rays over the skidding New York Yankees 3-1. to Starter Jeffrey Springs and four relievers combined on a four-hitter, and the crowd of 41,000 at Yankee Stadium booed their AL East leaders at times. The Yankees have lost 11 of 13 and are 8 and 17 since reaching the All-Star break at 64 and 28. Tampa Bay won its fourth straight and closed within nine games of the Yankees. It is New York's smallest margin since also being nine ahead on June 15th. The Rays trailed by 15 and a half games after getting swept at Cincinnati July 8th through July 10th. New York barely avoided the shutout for the third straight game. Charlie Morton was dominant on the mound. Matt Olson and Robbie Grossman went deep, and the Atlanta Braves made it eight straight with a 5-0 victory over the NL East leading New York Mets. After dropping four of five in New York less than two weeks ago, the Braves haven't lost since. They've made it two straight easy wins over the Mets at Truist Park, pulling within three and a half games of the division leader. Morton pitched three-hit ball over six and two-thirds innings with 12 strikeouts. New York starter Taiwan Walker exited after two innings because of back spasms. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies won 8-2 yesterday against the Richmond Flying Squirrels, got RBIs from Cortez, Mauricio, McElwain, and Meyer. Meyer and Mauricio both hit home runs. Meyer actually had two home runs yesterday, a sixth-inning solo shot and a seventh-inning three-run shot. So a good day for the Rumble Ponies. They're back in action tonight on the road. 6.35 start, 
You can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. 6.24, you're listening to WMBF. If you're in- See how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote today at INeedPi.com. That's INeedPie.com. Hey, everybody. This is James Kelly from WMBF, and I'm here to tell you about my friends over at JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton. Now, you probably know this already, but a car or truck is one of the most expensive things most people will buy in their lifetime. With a financial commitment like that, you need to know that whatever project you're, you want to work on, the people doing the work can be trusted. That's JNR Upholstery. Their staff has been part of the Binghamton community for decades, so you know when you go there, they will treat you like family. They really take the time to work with you to make sure you're as happy as you can be when you leave with your car or truck. They're so dedicated that if you bring in your car or truck somewhere else and you're not happy with the way it came out, they will fix those mistakes for you. And they use all American-made materials, so you know that the work you have done on your car or truck will last a long time. Their Patriot liner is less than one millimeter thick and so strong that if you put it on a soda can, it basically becomes indestructible. They have easy-to-install truck caps that don't require any drilling to install and keep you from having to pull or stretch it to cover your truck. They can add heated seats to your car that heat up before even the rest of your car does, and the remote starters are installed so flawlessly, somebody looking at the wiring in your car would have no idea it was even there. So if you want to add something to your car or truck, what are you waiting for? Head down to JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton, or give them a call at 607-797-6832. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is currently 60 degrees at 632. Forecast for today, maybe a chance of some more pop-up showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. A mix of clouds and sun and a high today into the mid-70s. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney, Donald Trump's fiercest Republican adversary in Congress, has been defeated in a GOP primary. She fell yesterday to Harriet Hageman, a rival backed by the former president in a rout that reinforced his grip on the party's base. Cheney is describing her loss as the beginning of a new chapter, telling supporters that, quote, our work is far from over. She says she will, quote, do whatever it takes to ensure Donald Trump is never again anywhere near the Oval Office. Rudolph Giuliani is scheduled to appear in an Atlanta courthouse to testify before a special grand jury in an investigation into possible illegal attempts to influence the 2020 election in Georgia. It's not clear how much the former New York City mayor and attorney for former President Donald Trump will be willing to say now that his lawyers have been notified that he's the target of an investigation. A flare-up of tensions on the Korean Peninsula ahead of the U.S. joint South Korea military exercises. North Korea is conducting missile tests this morning in spite of new calls for peace. This marks the 19th missile provocation Pyongyang has showcased this year. The missile launch took place on the same day South Korea's president held a press conference to mark his 100th day in office. President Yoon Suk-yeol laid out details of his audacious plan, asking the North to come out for dialogue. Ha Kyung-kate Lee, ABC News, Seoul. 
WMBF First News Time 633. A Shenango County man is facing numerous charges after leaving authorities on a three-county chase, dumping his motorcycle in a yard in Whitney Point and taking off, attempting to elude law enforcement officers on foot. Shenango County Sheriff Ernest Cunning says the pursuit began on Monday in Smithville with deputies pursuing 27-year-old Austin DeMuth of the town of Guilford through Shenango, Cortland, and Broome counties before he jumped off the motorcycle on Route 79 and ran into a wooded area. Shenango County Sheriff's officials say DeMuth was quickly apprehended and transported to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City where he was treated at the hospital for minor injuries. Authorities say DeMuth is charged with unlawful fleeing of police, obstruction of governmental administration, resisting arrest, and a list of traffic violations. Sheriff's investigators say they also found DeMuth was wanted on a warrant out of the town of Norwich Court for criminal possession of stolen property and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. The 27-year-old had been recently released on his own recognizance for those earlier felony charges. DeMuth was sent to the Shenango County Jail this time without bail. Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak says it'll be up to Judge Joseph Colley to decide if Jason Johnson's sentences for two counts of attempted murder of a police officer, attempted murder, and criminal use of a firearm will be served all at once or consecutively. Sentencing is set for November. Meanwhile, the Broome County jury that convicted the 35-year-old Nineveh man in the wounding of Trooper Becky Seeger last year found his father, David, not guilty of tampering with evidence. Jason Johnson was also found not guilty of another attempted murder charge concerning a third officer at the scene. The dual jury trial of David and Jason took about two weeks. All the southern tier in central New York are now added into a watch area on a New York State Department of Environmental Conservation drought condition map. Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday directed the DEC to issue an updated drought watch to now include most of New York counties except those in the Adirondacks, the eastern Great Lakes, and New York metropolitan regions. A drought watch is the first of four levels of state drought advisories that go from watch, warning, emergency, and finally disaster. No mandatory restrictions are carried by a drought watch. The drought watch is triggered by the state drought index that reflects the levels of precipitation at the, as well as levels of the reservoirs and lakes and the flow of streams and groundwater. The National Weather Service outlook for the rest of the summer is predicting more above normal temperatures and below normal precipitation. In addition to conserving water and the expansion of the drought watch area, New Yorkers are still encouraging people to to enjoy the out who are enjoying the outdoors to take steps to reduce the risk of wildfires. The majority of the state is currently at a high risk for fires. It's 637 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 97 or 92.1 FM. Even though people. WMBF. 6.39 on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Nothing like a nice high-energy Wednesday morning to really get the blood flowing. That's what we're having here in the studio today. High energy. It's tough to get the energy up at 6.39 a.m. But we do it for the people. 
That's what we're here for. Now, something I hadn't covered in the sports update earlier that I know Binghamton Rumblephonies fans are going to be thrilled about. Brett Beatty got the call up to the major leagues. It's an exciting time. He was with the Rumbleponies not even two weeks ago. Now, they're not calling him up because they think he's, oh, he's ready. He's ready to contribute at the major league level. He's ready to go. No, no, no. It's a little more complicated than that. The Mets currently going through some injury struggles with Eduardo Escobar and Luis Guillermo. So they just need somebody. They need a warm body to put there. So why not put your number two overall prospect on the roster? See if you can maybe catch a little lightning in the bottle before you return him to AAA. Who's moved up to AAA just before he got the call up to the major leagues? Only played six games for Syracuse. But an exciting opportunity for Brett Beatty. Good player. He was hitting 312 with the Rumble Ponies with a 950 OPS. Great bat to ball skills, solid glove. And as I've said before, you know, you can give that guy 10 more pounds of muscle, 15 more pounds of muscle, he could be a 30 home run guy at the major league level. So he's not going to stick with the Mets. This is a temporary solution to a temporary problem, you know, barring any further injury concerns for the Mets. But it'll be exciting to see him at the major league level. And I would assume at some point next season, or the following season, he'll get the permanent call up to the major leagues along with Francisco Alvarez, also a former Binghamton Rumble Pony. Now Ronnie Mauricio, the lone of the top three Mets prospects who started the year with the Binghamton Rumble Pony, still in double A. Well, he had a home run in their game yesterday. An exciting future for the New York Mets. I will say this about minor league baseball. When you're a fan of a minor league team, if you're in a smaller city that doesn't have a big league team and you really invest in the minor league team, it's really cool to see these guys go up to the major leagues and say, hey, I saw this guy, he was 21 years old. He was just getting his professional career started. I went out, I watched him play every single day here in Binghamton. And now he's playing for the New York Mets with the second best record in major league baseball. Probably going to get some decent run with the Mets as well, at least until Eduardo Escobar's injury concerns are behind him. They don't sound too major. But a cool opportunity for Brett Beatty. He's expected to join the Mets in Atlanta. I don't know if he'll be there today. I would expect he would be there in time for today's game. He just got the call up yesterday afternoon, so I'm sure today's a big travel day for him. We'll see if he's in the starting lineup, and I'll certainly be tuning into that game. 6.43, you're listening to WMBF. Michael. News Radio 1290, 6.46 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting this past Monday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to all traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. That closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. 
Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen to traffic at 7 a.m. on Monday. It's still closed, though. It doesn't look like it's going to be opening anytime soon either, so all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor, Knapp Hill, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 84% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms afternoon. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 75, chance of rain 30%. Tonight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., then a slight chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 78, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Friday, some patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 86. And Friday night, partly cloudy, a low near 61 degrees. At 6.48, you're listening to WMBF. Want to save... Six fifty on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. No matter your level of tech savviness, here are three things you should never search for on Google. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Protect your car from expensive repairs. Visit CarShield.com/kim and save ten percent. Deductible may apply. First, never search for a customer service or tech support number on Google. The number you most often get will lead to scammers who will take your credit card number, steal your money, and leave you with the problem still unsolved. Get help at the official website of whatever isn't working. Next, online promo codes or coupons are a big problem. Some coupon sites are legitimate, farmer aren't. They'll make you give them all sorts of personal information. That's the red flag. To get a real promo or coupon code, use the Honey or Retail Me Not app. And finally, don't download apps at third-party sites because you're going to end up with malware, spyware, or something worse. Always use the official Apple App Store or Google Play Store. And keep your tech smarts going with my daily podcast. It's perfect for walks and drives. It's called Kim Commando Today. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So this way your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. That's linkedin.com slash Kim. 
6.54 on WMBF. We'll have a check on sports here. Randy Rosarena hit a three-run homer off Nestor Cortez Jr. in the first inning. And the Tampa Bay Rays staff made it stand up, leading the Rays over the skidding New York Yankees 3-1. Starter Jeffrey Springs and four relievers combined on a four-hitter, and the crowd of 41,000 at Yankee Stadium booed their AL East leaders at times. The Yankees have lost 11 of 13 and are 8 and 17 since reaching the All-Star break at 64 and 28. Tampa Bay won its fourth straight and closed within nine games of the Yankees. It is New York's smallest margin since also being nine ahead on June 15th. The Rays trailed by 15 and a half games after getting swept at Cincinnati July 8th through July 10th. New York barely avoided the shutout for the third straight game. Yanks and Rays are back in action again tonight at 7.05. For the Rays, Corey Kluber, former Yankee, a 7-7 record, 4.40 ERA. For the Yankees, Domingo Herman, a 1-2 record, 4.18 ERA. There's also rumors that the Yankees will, will be calling up Oswaldo Cabrera, one of their top prospects, I believe ranked number 4 or 5 in the system right now. So maybe that'll provide the Yankees with a little bit of a spark. And they've seemed to lack since the All-Star break. Charlie Morton was dominant on the mound. Matt Olson and Robbie Grossman went deep, and the Atlanta Braves made it eight straight with a 5-0 victory over the NL East leading New York Mets. After dropping four of five in New York less than two weeks ago, the Braves haven't lost since. They made it two straight easy wins over the Mets at Truist Park, pulling within three and a half games of the division leaders. Morton pitched three-hit ball over six and two-thirds innings with 12 strikeouts. New York starter Taiwan Walker exited after two innings because of back spasms. The Mets going through some injury troubles right now. Carlos Carrasco yesterday was removed in the second inning. He also wasn't pitching particularly well, but complained of side tightness, and now Taiwan Walker exiting after two innings with back spasms. They also have Eduardo Cabrera who's day-to-day -day right now, and Luis Guillorme with a groin injury that's going to keep him out for at least a month. So they called up Brett Beatty, former Binghamton Rumble Pony. Beatty was just called up to AAA not even two weeks ago. He only played six games for the Syracuse Mets before getting the call-up to the major leagues. Now, it's not a permanent call-up. He will at some point be returned to AAA because when you're the New York Mets and you have a 75-42 and 42 record, well, you don't really need to rush your prospects along. Part of the reason that they haven't brought up Francisco Alvarez yet, even though they've gotten basically no offense out of the catcher position between Thomas Nito and James McCann. And Francisco Alvarez obviously hitting a lot of home runs in AAA Syracuse. We've seen a few of those highlight videos. But Brett Beatty getting a temporary call-up. It'll be nice to see him on the big stage, see what he can do. And speaking of the Rumble Ponies, they won last night 8-2. Got RBIs from... Cortez, Mauricio, McIlwain, and Meyer. Meyer hit two home runs, one in the sixth inning, a solo shot, and one in the seventh inning, a three-run shot. And Mauricio hit a solo home run in the ninth inning. So a good offensive outburst for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies in an area where, well, they haven't really gotten a lot of offense lately. They're now 41-67. and 67. They're back in action tonight on the road. Game starts at 6.35. Pre-game starts on WMBF at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. It's 6.58. You're listening to WMBF.
Some this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly, as always, joined by Kathy White. We got two more hours of first news on deck. Maybe an interview about the Garlic Festival at 8.30. I don't know. You'll have to listen in. Tune in. Find out if we do have an interview. And after that, we'll hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program, talk about some local issues. But up next, we got ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We're holding steady at 60 degrees at 7.04. Wind's even dying back from the little bit of a breeze we had earlier, just three miles an hour now. The dew point comfortable, 56. Might be some fog now around in the lower valley areas. Once we get rid of that issue, still clouds today. Pretty much like yesterday, a 30% chance of hit or miss thunderstorms. Some of us got hit pretty hard with some downpours in the afternoon and a high today into the mid-70s. Three Binghamton men are facing charges in connection with the shooting of a man in a Town of Union neighborhood. According to New York State Police, each is charged with felony attempted murder in the shooting of a 40-year-old man on Carl Street in West Corners shortly after 7.30 p.m. on July 25th. The investigators say 40-year-old Keith Harris was arrested July 27th, 38-year-old Alex Shoga arrested on the 29th, and 31-year-old Taven Wilson arrested August 11th. The state police say the three uh, were suspects in the incident in which a man was wounded in the chest. The investigators have not released the name of the victim, but said the man's injuries were non-life-threatening and there was no danger to the public. U.S. Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Charles Schumer are announcing that the southern tier and central New York airports, including the Greater Binghamton Airport, will be sharing $5 million in federal funding for improvements. According to an announcement from Senator Gillibrand's office, the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive over $2.2 million to reconstruct airfield guidance signs and reconstruct or repair place the airport lighting vault also in the southern tier the elmira corning regional airport will receive 2.4 million dollars for taxiway and building improvements while the remainder of the 5 million will go to syracuse hancock international airport the news release did not indicate when the planned improvements at those airports would begin or be completed the deteriorating 100-year-old Strand Theater building in downtown Binghamton is about to get new life. The property at 27 Shenango Street was acquired by Shenango Flats of Brooklyn for $100,000 last September. The developer has also purchased the neighboring Stone Opera House for $900,000. Plans call for the buildings to be converted into 92 apartments with a total of 204 bedrooms. There also would be four commercial tenant spaces. The project manager, John Current, says the apartment units would be in one, two, and three bedroom configurations. Workers have started gutting the former Strand building to prepare for the first phase of the redevelopment. Current says the project's architectural and engineering team will be able to develop a design plan once the building has been cleared out. The project manager says the apartments could be ready for occupancy by the third quarter of next year. After that, attention will turn to redeveloping the neighboring building. 
A giant of local broadcasting has passed away, according to an obituary placed by the family. Former WSKG station manager and local television pioneer Philip Jackson of Vestal passed away August 7th, just shy of his 89th birthday. According to the obituary, Johnson began his broadcasting career in the 1960s as a producer-director at WNBF-TV and later became program director of Binghamton's premier television station, which at that time was owned by WNBF Radio. In 1968, Jackson became the station manager of the local public broadcasting outlet, WSKG. Jackson was inducted in the Southern Tier Broadcasters Hall of Fame in 2010. In addition to his illustrious career in local broadcasting, Jackson also was a public servant. He was the Town of Union Deputy Commissioner of Public Works from 1980 to 1999, was a volunteer firefighter and ambulance attendant with the West Endicott Fire Department, and on the Fire Board of Commissioners, families will receive friends at St. James Church in Johnson City at 10 a.m. Friday. A funeral mass will be offered at 11 a.m., Military services for Jackson, who served in the Korean conflict, will be offered after the Mass. In lieu of flowers, memorials can be made to AVRE, the Food Bank of the Southern Tier, or other worthy charity. Well, locals can expect the annual increase in traffic on the Vestal Parkway around restaurants and shopping hotspots starting tomorrow as students return to Binghamton University. Authorities have reported for the past couple of weeks that some Binghamton University students have found their way back to Broome County, but the official move-in day starts tomorrow morning. Thousands of students will start to make themselves at home at the Vestal campus and in off-campus housing officially starting tomorrow morning. Thursday through Saturday, the new first-year and transfer students are scheduled to move in, while returning students are slated to move in on the afternoons of Friday the 19th through Saturday the 20th and all day on Sunday. Binghamton University has announced over 3,000 first-year students, 900 transfer students, and 1,500 new graduate students are expected to join the Binghamton University campus community this year. Classes for around 18,600 students will begin on August 23rd. Motors for the next several weeks should be aware there will be an increase in traffic and a lot of people who are unfamiliar with the area around the Vestal campus. Add into that the construction of the Greenway Shared Pedestrian Bicycle Path Project along the Vestal Parkway going eastbound from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road near University Plaza that has closed a lane. Even returning students could be confused by the new traffic patterns. That area was the site of a deadly head-on wrong way crash less than two weeks ago they left a Johnson City couple dead, and it's not known if the changes in traffic pattern, pattern played any part in that crash. WMBF News Time. It's 710, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. Lofty Run. It's 7:12 on WNBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. 
Starting this past Monday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen to traffic Monday at 7 a.m., but the road's still closed. Doesn't look like it's going to be reopened today or maybe even tomorrow, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Cloverdale Road, and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 84% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after noon. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 70 degrees. Chance of rain 40%. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., then a slight chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 72, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 56 degrees. Friday, sunny with a high near 81, and Friday night, partly cloudy, a low near 59 degrees. It's 714, you're listening to WMBF. WMBF. 717 on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Randy Rosarena hit a three-run homer off Nestor Cortez Jr. in the first inning, and the Tampa Bay staff made it stand up, leading the Rays over the skidding New York Yankees 3-1. Starter Jeffrey Springs and four relievers combined on a four-hitter, and the crowd of 41,000 at Yankee Stadium booed their AL East leaders at times. The Yankees have lost 11 of 13 and are 8-17 and 17 since reaching the All-Star break at 64-28. and 28. Tampa Bay won its fourth straight and closed within nine games of the Yankees. It is New York's smallest margin since also being nine ahead on June 15th. The Rays trailed by 15 and a half games after getting swept at Cincinnati July 8th through July 10th. New York barely avoided by shutout for a third straight game. Going again tonight for the Yankees and Rays, Corey Kluber, 7-7 seven seven record, a 4.40 ERA, a former Yankee. And the Rays picked him up this past offseason for the Yankees' Domingo Herman, a 1-2 record, 4-18 ERA. The Yankees may be calling out Oswaldo Cabrera, one of their top prospects, so we'll see if that can maybe spark a little bit of offense. Something the Yankees have been sorely lacking over the past few weeks. Charlie Morton was dominant on the mound. Matt Olson and Robbie Grossman went deep, and the Atlanta Braves made it eight straight with a 5-0 victory over the NL East leading New York Mets. After dropping four of five in New York less than two weeks ago, the Braves haven't lost since. They made it two straight easy wins over the Mets at Truist Park, pulling within three and a half games of the division leaders. Morton pitched three-hit ball over six and two-thirds innings with 12 strikeouts. And New York starter Taiwan Walker exited after two innings because of back spasms. 
Mets going through a few injury concerns right now, particularly to Eduardo Escobar and Luis Guillorme, which has led to the call-up of Brett Beatty. Binghamton Rumble Ponies fans will recognize that name. He was just with the team a couple weeks ago. Got the call-up to Syracuse after winning the Eastern League Player of the Month award. Played only six games for the Syracuse Mets before injuries forced the Mets to call him up to the major leagues. That's not a permanent situation for Beatty, most likely. He'll most likely be returned to AAA once the Mets get their injury concerns straightened out. But a good opportunity for a very good young player. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies won 8-2 last night against the Richmond Flying Squirrels. They got RBIs from Cortez, Mauricio, McIlwain, and Meyer. Meyer hit two home runs, one in the sixth inning, a solo shot, and one in the seventh, a two-run shot or a three-run shot. Mauricio hit a solo home run in the ninth inning. Rumble Ponies back in action tonight at 6:35. You can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6:20 with Jacob Wilkins. It's 7:20 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A mixed day for the markets ended with the Nasdaq Composite down 0.2%, the S&P rallying for a 0.2% rise. The Dow Jones posted a 240-point gain, ending Tuesday at 34,152. While subtle signs in this country point to an easing of inflation, British households are up against price hikes they haven't seen since 1982. Annual consumer price inflation in the U.K. hit 10.1% in July, with soaring food prices the major factor. The Food and Drug Administration has approved the sale of hearing aids without a prescription or a doctor's visit. Some audiologists, though, fear that patients won't get the proper fit or desired results from over-the-counter devices. And the Girl Scouts at the folding table at the supermarket will have a new offering in the coming year. The Raspberry Rally is like a Thin Mint, but infused with raspberry jelly instead of mint, and then dipped in chocolate. Jim Ryan, ABC News. on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your Political Insights from ABC News. It was a fight of the leader in the Republican resistance to former President Trump and a Trump-backed challenger. And now ABC News is reporting that Harriet Hageman is projected to win Wyoming's sole House seat beating Republican incumbent Liz Cheney. Kansas has begun a partial hand recount of the vote in favor of abortion rights. It was forced by two Republican activists, even though the margin is so large, a recount will not change anything. President Biden signing into law the Democrats' massive climate and health care inflation reduction act. As he signed the bill providing green energy incentives and improved health care costs, the president reminding the nation that only Democrats voted for it. We can protect the already powerful or show the courage to build a future where everybody has an even shot. President Biden will take that message on the road, hoping to help Democrats win the midterms and keep control of the House and Senate. Andy Field, ABC News. Some person... Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 
And the best jingle in the game. You know what that means. We're now joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. We got a little preview of what we're going to be talking about today, yesterday. But Karen, why don't we just hop right into it? Why don't we? Good morning, James. Good morning. Um, boy, little change in the weather. Pretty cool out here. Oh, I love it. I, I'm so excited I, I, I for fall say, weather. I it's okay. <laughs> I have so many flannels that are begging to be worn. I need the fall weather to get here. Well, according to the almanac, you're going to be able to wear those fall sweaters. <laughs> yeah, know, I'll get a I'll get a two week stretch in October. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So. This is August, as we know, and August is Life Insurance Awareness Month, which some people don't know. And so we thought it appropriate to talk about some life insurance and also, you know, help people understand how the product actually works. And there's a lot of different life insurance products. And because of that, it can be a little bit confusing for the consumer. So when when people are younger and they have younger families and, you know, they're financially responsible for their children growing up, a lot of times what they do is they purchase uh, term insurance, James, and term insurance is exactly that. It's a contract between the consumer and the insurance company for a certain term, a certain length of time. And generally speaking, it could be 10 years, 15 years, or 20 years. And the contract is basically stating that the insurance company will give you a certain amount of uh, face amount, which is your death benefit, and it will not increase your premium for, let's say, 20 years if you buy a 20-year contract. So if you have two or three kids and those are your prime earning years, and if you weren't here any longer, what would those kids do and how would they be able to grow up, you know, financially? people purchase term insurance for perhaps 20 years to get them maybe through college. And so let's say a half a million dollars, um, and people might say, my gosh, that's so much money, and we wouldn't be able to afford that. But term insurance, remember, is not necessarily designed to pay out that much, and that's because it's for a certain term. It's not for the length of your life. For It's not permanent insurance. So, for example, a half a million 20-year term for a 30-year-old could be as low as $10 a month. So that's pretty inexpensive. And people say, wow, I didn't realize that. Let's do that. So young couples with children generally do look towards term insurance. It's an affordable way to cover your family in the event that you have a a death that, that was not anticipated because you're young. Now, what happens, though, when the 21st year comes up? And so a lot of people are now looking at that because they bought their term insurance 20 years ago, and hopefully maybe 19. So they don't, you know, call in the 21st year, but that happens too. And they say, you know what, we still need insurance. We don't need quite as much. What are our options? Options with term insurance, depending on the company that you chose, could be conversion. And a conversion is taking a certain amount of insurance and converting it over to a permanent plan of insurance that will last the rest of your life. Now, it's based on your age, but not on your health, because when you have a conversion privilege with a contract, it takes the rating that you were approved at 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, a lot of people might be, have been preferred, you know, and preferred is a lot less money than a standard or a rated case. So that rating follows you into the conversion. 
the what doesn't follow you is your age. So you're going to purchase it at the age that you are at now. So that's what, you know, can make it a little bit more expensive. But if you have medical conditions that perhaps would prohibit you from purchasing insurance going forward, it's a really good option to look at. Now, if you're if you're healthy and you don't need necessarily um, permanent insurance to the end of your life, maybe you want to just cover yourself again for the next 10, 20 years, you're going to cover a pension option or something of that case, then we can underwrite it and, you know, look at all the different companies because we have all the companies. Also, universal life policies, they were very popular in the 80s, and that is a form of permanent insurance with some premium flexibility, James. But what happened with these coverages is that the interest rates back in the 80s were so high with these insurance companies that when they projected out these premiums, the premiums were going to last you for the rest of your life with no increases and your death benefit the same way. Well, guess what? A lot of these policies are falling apart. And because they're falling apart, you'll get a a letter from your insurance company saying, oh, if you want to continue this coverage, your cash value is going to go to zero and you have to put in two, $3,000 more a year. Well, as you can imagine, that's, that's quite a big bump. So we look at all that and see what their options are for that as well. Also, if you are completely unable to purchase life insurance, you don't have, and because of medical conditions, and you want final expense insurance, well, we certainly can help you out with that. There's a minimum uh, that you can buy, and it's usually 25000 but you can do it with two different companies if you'd like, so you can get up to fifty. It's a permanent plan of insurance. There are absolutely no medical questions. And there is no premium increase for the rest of your life. So your premiums are set in stone, and so is your face amount. So there's a lot going on with the Life Insurance Month, and we're obviously here to help people because a lot of the brokers and agents are no longer in the business. So, you know, we take a lot of policies that people had bought from Prudential or Metropolitan or, one of you know, the big carriers, and we've got them all. So we can go ahead, bring them in, and figure out a solution to, you know, whatever situation they're in with their insurance. And you will always be in business for the people. That's $10 a month. That really isn't that much. That's, you know, once once a month you get less takeout. That's it. Right? Skip it's, one takeout a month incredible. and you can cover your family in case, you know, the worst happens. Yeah, it's incredible. So it's, it's something to definitely look at. And, you know, it's, it's an affordable way to just be able to, you know, sleep a little easier at night. Absolutely. So for people who want to take advantage of this, where can they find you? They can find us. We are at 1708 Bestel Parkway East. We are up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. Most people know where that is. You drive right up to us. We're all one level. They can call us at 607-772-4898. They can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up or simply go to a phone book. And we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Fantastic. Karen, thank you so much. As always, I've learned a lot about insurance today, and I'm looking forward to seeing what I learn next week. Very good, James. Have a great day. Have a good day. Enjoy the weather. Thanks. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill. It's 732 on WMBF. Should I go see it? This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. 
morning it's 60 degrees at 734 forecast for today. Some more splash and dash, thunderstorms and rain for mainly this afternoon and a high temperature today remaining into the 70s for a high, possibly getting into the upper 70s. President Joe Biden has signed the Democrats' landmark climate change and health care bill. It is the final piece of the president's pared-down domestic agenda as he aims to boost his party's standing with voters ahead of the midterm elections. The legislation includes the biggest federal investment ever to fight climate change. It also caps prescription drug costs at $2,000 out of pocket annually for Medicare recipients and helps an estimated 13 million Americans pay for health care insurance by extending subsidies provided during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, no matter how much that those measures will help anyone at this point, as Trump-backed Republicans are scoring victories in primary elections, Liz Cheney, a Republican, has lost her bid for re-election in Wyoming. The most prominent Republican voice against President Trump fell because of her opposition to the former president. Here in Jackson, Liz Cheney blamed President Trump and his supporters for threatening democracy. And as he calls out FBI agents who took part in the raid on Mar-a-Lago, she says he is again pushing the country toward violence. Cheney said unlike Trump, she's not going to claim fraud and refused to accept her loss here. Jack Edwards is a Cheney supporter. And she accepted the loss with absolute courage and poise. And that's what we do in this country. Alex Stone, ABC News, Jackson, Wyoming. Health officials are warning people who are infected with monkeypox to stay away from household pets since their animals could be at risk for catching the virus. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has had the advice in place as monkeypox spreads in the United States. It gained new attention after a report from France published last week in the medical journal Lancet about an Italian greyhound that caught the virus. Infections have been detected in rodents and other wild animals, but the authors called it the first report of monkeypox infection in a domesticated animal like a dog or cat. WMBF First News Time, 736. All of the southern tier and central New York have been added into the watch area on a New York State Department of Environmental Conservation drought condition map. Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday directed the DEC to issue an updated drought watch to now include most of New York counties except those in the Adirondacks, Eastern Great Lakes, and New York metropolitan regions. A drought watch is the first of four levels of state drought advisories that go from watch, warning, emergency, and finally disaster. No mandatory restrictions are carried by a watch. The drought watch is triggered by the state drought index that reflects levels of precipitation as well as the levels of the reservoirs and lakes and the flow of streams and groundwater. The National Weather Service outlook for the rest of the summer is predicting more above normal temperatures and below normal precipitation. A Shenango County man is facing numerous charges after leading authorities on a three-county chase, dumping his motorcycle in a yard in Whitney Point and taking off, attempting to elude law enforcement of officers on foot. Shenango County Sheriff's officials say the pursuit began Monday in Smithville with deputies chasing 27-year-old Austin DeMuth of the town of Guilford through Shenango, Cortland, and Broome counties before he jumped off the motorcycle on Route 79 and ran into a wooded area. The Shenango County Sheriff's officials say DeMuth was quickly apprehended and transported to Wilson Hospital for treatment of minor injuries. Authorities say DeMuth is charged with unlawful fleeing police, obstruction of governmental administration, resisting arrest, and a bunch of traffic violations. 
Sheriff's investigators say they also found DeMuth was wanted on a warrant out of the town of Norwich Court for criminal possession of stolen property and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. The 27-year-old had been recently released on his own recognizance for the earlier felony charges. He was this time sent to the Shenango County Jail without bail. Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak says it'll be up to Judge Joseph Colley to decide if Jason Jackson's sentence for two counts of attempted murder of a police officer, attempted murder, and criminal use of a firearm will be served all at once or consecutively. Sentencing is set for November. Johnson was found not guilty of another attempted murder charge concerning a third officer at the scene of the shooting of a trooper last year. Meanwhile, the Broome County jury that convicted the 35-year-old Nineveh man of the wounding of trooper Becky Seeger last year found his father, David, not guilty of tampering with evidence. Annette Funicello, a Utica native, by the way, and Frankie Avalon won't be there for Beach Blanket Bingo, but Broome County is planning an end-of-summer beach blast nonetheless. Broome County Executive Jason Garner and the Broome County Parks, Recreation, and Youth Services Department have announced the family-friendly party will be at Nathaniel Cole Park on Saturday, August 27th, starting at 2 p.m., featuring a variety of activities. For families and people of all ages, including swimming, boating, as well as nature walks, slip and slide, yard games, food vendors, live music, fireworks, fire pit all along the beach. Rowdy from the Binghamton Rumble Ponies will be there, along with Binghamton Black Bears mascots in attendance. And magician David Black will be sawing one of Broome County Parks Department employees in half. That should be fun. The Beach Blast event had previously been planned for the summer of last year, but due to COVID-19, County Parks Department was forced to cancel it. It's 739, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. First. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always, joined by Kathy White. Got a big week in Binghamton this week. I'm just, first of all, I want to know what other parks you're planning on showing up at. I go to all the parks. You've been to Dorchester Park, you've been to Atzenango Park, and now you've been to Nathaniel Cole Park. Yeah, and you know what? I love going to parks. It's fun. It's like a nice, you know, it's a a low-key, not a stressful press conference. I get to go out there, I get to take pictures of the beach low-key not stressful well if you're one of the parks employees that david black is planning on sawing in half yeah well that might be a little bit more stressful although i, I know david yeah I, i'm, I've I'm known david not a, a magic time. expert i think it's just a trick i don't think they actually get sawed in half don't tell anybody though that's <laughs> don't tell any of the kids that will be in attendance at nathaniel cole park that's one of the things i like about magic is that kids don't comprehend like oh this isn't real like we're just going to solve a person You've in You've seen half. some of these people like uh, Ellen and I forget some of the other ones that are just totally freaked out every time that there's a magician on or yeah. an illusionist. Yeah. No, that's that's going to be cool. I might I might stop by for that. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of a long drive from Vestal. I mean, it's like, you know, 25, 30 minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but it's a really long time. See, now you're turning into a local that you think that driving 20 minutes is a long trip. Yeah, when well, you're, you know, instead of a two-hour commute. The difference is, back on Long Island, a 20-minute drive covers about five miles. So it's like, yeah, I drove to my cousin's house. He lives three towns over. It took 20 minutes. Here, a 20-minute drive. Well, you get I some get distance. The whole world. Yeah. <laughs> I just hop on that road, a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit. 
I'm flying. I'm going to get like 20 miles out before I realize like, oh, I've only been driving for like 20 minutes and I've wasted all this gas now because of it. Nice but, out there though, huh? Oh, the park is beautiful. Yeah. And I, just the way that the the woods come right up to the lake that, you know, there's going to be nature walks and stuff and, yep. you know, they got little paddle boats. So it's a, it's a cool little park. We're just talking county parks. You haven't gotten out to Shenango Valley State Park. They want some nice walks out through there. Well, tell Broome County to hold a press conference there, and I'll be well, there. Well, that's a state park. Yeah. And then you have Highland Park out in Endwell. That's another county park that's very nice. They have a swimming pool and a carousel out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to I wanna get out to more parks. And, like, I, I need to get into hiking because that's – what do you do here in Binghamton besides go for a hike? we got all this nature around us. we got all these parks and state parks and – trails like you got to yeah. be a hiking person you know in the glenwood area oh, yeah there's lots of places there. yeah and then you got to go out to apple lake into the waterman center and we have these you know really the um all sorts of uh wildlife conservation centers and such as well which is really nice yeah. to go to. you know what i'll say about nathaniel cole park i was surprised with how soft the sand on the beach actually was because it's you know it's not a natural beach like not it's the not way, an ocean beach yeah not the way it is back home where you know it's just it's the sand that's been there for generations and generations ground up shells yeah ground up shells yeah i was expecting it to be more like the north shore of long island which is where you know the glaciers came through and dropped all the rocks on the north shore so you can't walk on the beach barefoot uh where i grew up but south shore it's nice and soft and it was like that at nathaniel cole park too i was surprised pleasantly surprised and then dorchester park has you know where you were in whitney point yeah yeah, Dorchester Park was really nice too. There's um, a beach there. There is, and they have the uh, paddle boats. Yeah, the boathouse is going to stay stuff. open past Labor Day, I believe, at up in Whitney Point. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to get out there. Maybe when the sun stops being so aggressive, then I can go out and be like, okay, I'm not going to get sunburnt. In I did 10 a nice here. kayak paddle out on the Whitney Point Reservoir a few years ago that was led by the people from the Finch Hollow Nature Center and learned a lot about um, bald eagles that I wasn't didn't know it was kind of nice that's pretty cool i love kayaking i just i always get sunburnt kayaking and there was this uh this little inlet where i grew up where we'd go kayaking in the bay but this little inlet was along all the rich famous people's houses because there's a part of where i grew up in bayville called center island which is like like brad and angelina jolie lived there when they were filming mr and mrs smith billy joel lived there like it's all these rich famous people just and they have this inlet for their boats and it's like a nice calm area so we used to kayak down there and look at all the big gigantic houses and fancy boats and cars and stuff uh, but i would always come back sunburnt because it was like a 30 minute trip now the first place that the got the husband and i when we first kayaked which we discovered right away never do a never tandem kayak because that's you know <laughs> that was not pleasant but um that was in bahaba and we uh we paddled past one of martha stewart's places out there yeah, tandem anything is a lot more difficult than yeah, just regular. No. Yeah. yeah, we did I, a, my own kayak. Don't don't want him. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my family like ten years ago. So even I'm the oldest one out of this part of this family, and I was still like pretty young, like twelve or thirteen years old. We went on a nine person bicycle where everyone has to pedal together, and it's absurdly heavy. But <laughs> everyone was so they were all children, and and we were all had weak legs. And my, one of my little cousins actually just fell through the pedals because he couldn't actually reach the pedals on his own. He was so short. Now he's six six, so he doesn't have that problem anymore. But that was that was an experience. That was one of the worst experiences ever. Trying to yeah, bike a mile yeah, in that no. thing. And we had been married quite a quite a few years before that, and that's like no. 
We learned very quickly the tandem thing doesn't work. So. Yeah, just get pairs. Just get pairs. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on 40 years of marriage, so. A big milestone. Yeah. I guess, I guess something worked out. <laughs> yeah. It's 748. You're listening to WMBF. It's a... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. Googling used to be synonymous with searching, but for Gen Z, that might be changing. 40% of people between age 9 and 24 prefer TikTok for online searches, according to new data from Google. Adrian Shears is a social media consultant who focus grouped some members of Gen Z. They don't have a long attention span. They want to get the information really quickly. Instead, they prefer to scroll through TikTok hashtags or use the For You page algorithm. The chances of it being relevant are extremely high, so they can find information really quickly because if you're a avid user of TikTok, it knows quite a bit of information about you already. Cheers also says Gen Z tends to search for lighter topics on TikTok, recipes, fashion, and bar recommendations, leaving heavier topics to Google. They'll use other methods to verify, which generally looks like going to Google or a news source to back it up. With Tech Trends, I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. The Illumin is all natural and drug-free at Navage.com, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Hey everyone, this is James Kelly from WMBF, and I'm here to tell you about my friends over at JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton. Now you probably know this already, but a car or truck is one of the most expensive things most people will buy in their lifetimes. With a financial commitment like that, you need to know that whatever project you want to work on with it, the people doing the work can be trusted. That's JNR Upholstery. Their staff has been part of the Binghamton community for decades, so you know when you go there, they will treat you like family. They really take the time to work with you to make sure that you're as happy as you can be when you leave with your car or truck. They're so dedicated that if you bring in your car or truck somewhere else and you're not happy with the way it came out, they will fix those mistakes for you. And they use all American-made materials, so you know that the work you have done on your car or truck will last a long time. Their Patriot liner is less than one millimeter thick, and so strong that if you put it on a soda can, it basically becomes indestructible. They have easy-to-install truck caps that don't require any drilling to install, and keep you from having to pull or stretch it to cover your truck. They can add heated seats to your car that heat up even before the rest of your car does, and their remote starters are installed so flawlessly, somebody looking at the wiring in your car would have no idea it was even there. So if you want to add something to your car or truck, what are you waiting for? Head down to JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton or give them a call at 607-797-6832 today. I thought on WMBF, time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting this past Monday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted in the area. 
Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen to traffic on Monday at about 7 a.m. Unfortunately, the road is still closed at this time. Doesn't look like it's going to be open today or maybe even tomorrow. So all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees and overcast, 86% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after noon. Mostly cloudy with a high near 70, chance of rain 40%. Tonight a chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., then a slight chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 56 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 72, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 56. Friday, sunny with a high near 81. And Friday night, partly cloudy with a low near 59 degrees. At 7.58, you're listening to WMBF. Even though people... Students, when I call the reason for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out our number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. We got a big hour number three coming up, including an interview about the Garlic Festival. But you're going to have to listen if you want to know inf more information about that. After hour number three, we'll hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program. Up next, we got ABC News.